0: Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only wanna preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing Word from God. God bless you. What
1: a great day it is to be in the house of God. Come on. Pentecost Sunday and Memorial Day. You know, they would say, uh, sometimes you, you almost have to kind of watch it because you, you almost want to say, happy Memorial Day. And you're like, is it? Could it be? But I love what Pastor Samuel shared. We don't actually focus at the negative. We, we focus on the blessing that it was, that they gave their life because there was value behind that. They gave their life so we could have Freedom. That we can live in the land of the free, the home of the brave. That we can continue on this great life that God has for us. You know, when when Kat and I signed up for the military, we knew it was going to be a dangerous job. That's why they make you sign a contract. (laughs) You never think that it's going to be your life, but you know that, hey, you know what? We want to bring bravery. We want to stand up for something. We want to serve in a powerful and mighty way. And I'm so thankful for my great friend um, that did, and uh, he was such a blessing to us. And, uh, and the thousands, the tens of thousands of, of people that have given their life for us. Man, when you think about what does the, the United States stand for, think about those that gave their life so that we could be up front and bold and brave, bring the gospel and righteousness to this great world. Amen. Amen. Come on. Come on. Well, I would just even say that, uh, as it says in John 15, it says, greater love has no one than this than to lay down one's life for his friends. So all of us can count ourselves blessed because we had a whole bunch of friends that laid down their lives, just like Jesus. So good. So important for us to remember, isn't it? Because they're in heaven, they're like, man, they are so ungrateful. Man, <laughs> how come they're not more, more happy that they live in freedom, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I'm thankful. I, I mentioned it in the video that, um, you know, uh, meeting Captain Rapp, he, he uh, led me to meeting my beautiful bride, Kitty Cat. Love being married. This September, 19 years, almost two decades of Almost being two decades together and then almost two decades married. Man, amazing. Um, and, then, um, and then meeting Jesus, he's kind of led me to both. But uh, I'll never forget how I met Kat because, you know, uh, I didn't know signing up for the Marine Corps that you actually go on ships. And I love the ocean just like everyone. There's dolphins and it feels great on a hot day. But every time I get on a surface over water, my stomach does not like it. (laughs) It's like it's trying to talk to me. Don't eat a thing. Whatever you do, do not eat a thing because you're not going to like it. Well, we go on ship. We're in Japan. And they say, you're going to go on ship. For three weeks, all I could eat was Doritos. It was the only thing that would not turn my stomach. So we pull into Guam thinking, I gotta get off this ship. Even being at the dock, I'm feeling like a little bit nauseous. And uh, and I forget the last instructions our boss told us. He said, Where, Sunblock? You're on the equator. It's really hot here. <laughs> so we went to the store to get beer, because that's the sponsored drink for the Marine Corps is beer. <laughs> and then within a few moments, we were like, Passed out on the beach. We wake up, we're like, You're red. So are you. And I had second degree sunburns all over my body. I'm so thankful for the Marine Corps because they know how to be tender and caring. (laughs) My boss said, March your tail three miles that way. There's a clinic, they can help you. (laughs) And as Kat would tell the story, because we had to cut our, our t shirts. Because the blisters were so big, it felt like razors on our skin, so we cut our T-shirts, and we're walking like this three miles on base. There was somebody kind in the Navy besides Cat, and he, he gave us a ride to the clinic so we didn't have to walk the whole three miles. But as soon as I walked in the, in the clinic, I saw my beautiful future bride, Kitty Cat, there to make fun of us, of course. Timely jokes from the Navy. But it was so fun. It was so fun. But I'll tell you what, um, that, was a, that was a game changer for me. You know, when you look back at your life, you're like, man, I can't believe that happened. But that was a pivotal moment that changed everything. Yeah. Man, that, those moments and the decisions that we, we made and the connections we had, I'm like, oh, gosh, you were there. God, I, I didn't know you. Like you knew me, but you were there for us, guiding and leading. You know, when um, when we got the news that um, our great friend passed away, it led us to the decision. Okay, well, what are you living for? Right. Yeah. What do you believe? Yeah. And I couldn't. I couldn't remember of much. I was still trying to figure out my my way in life and. And what do I want to do? I was really good at cleaning, because that's what the Marine Corps teaches how to do, really good <laughs> cleaning and shooting guns. I can shoot guns really well. <laughs> but like, there's not a lot of people hiring for those two qualifications. <laughs> so my vision was a little bit distorted. I'm like, I don't know what I want to do, but I need to be a provider. And now I have this brokenness on my heart for my great friend that passed away. I'm like, what do I do now? And, you know, the, the, the grieving was so powerful. It was weeks. We'd be driving in the car, and I would just start crying. And Kat knew. She was like, I won't say a thing. I was like, we need help. We need help. So I said, let's go to church. So, we, the, you know, the, the closest church was on base. And they, they had a great potluck. <laughs> a great potluck. But you know what, uh, I'm so thankful for friends, because one of our friends, uh, Kat's work colleague, was a Christian. And he said, you guys should come to church with us. We have a new church that we're, we're starting with our friends, just so happens to be above a karaoke bar. It's not a bad thing, right? <laughs> karaoke ministry. And, um, and so we said, okay, well, we're gonna go. We're gonna go, and we went inside. It was very modest, but it was, it was perfect. And there our friend was. He was, he was uh, behind an acoustic guitar leading worship. And as soon as we walked in, I felt like the presence of God was there. I felt like God's hands were over me. I felt my heart healing. My face didn't look like it because it looked like it was full of tears. But it's what I needed to be in the presence of God. If you asked me then, I would say, man, it felt like there was good vibes there. but it was the holy spirit it was the holy spirit in his house bringing healing to me transforming me and i'm glad there was no test right i didn't have to know a lot i didn't have to know anything i just had to step forward and to receive and i believe that that's true today for you guys you just have to receive what god has for you today So just thinking about what I wanted to share with you, I thought, man, I don't know. You know, carrying on the legacy. Carrying on the legacy, I think that is something that we actually have a a charge from the Holy Spirit. Carry on this great legacy that's been given to you. Don't sit back and let things happen to you, but carry on. I'm sure there's some great songs that you guys can sing. Carry on the legacy. Come on, stand for something. It's so, so amazing, I was just thinking about even um, what that would look like. You know, you think about the process of carrying, carrying on a legacy, like how do you do anything? You know, you have to get rid of the old things. You know the old things that kind of weigh you down? You know, if you try to take a flight somewhere and they are like, sir, your luggage is too heavy. You're like, hey, let's get rid of some of these old things here. Like all the shampoos we stole from the hotel, let's get rid of those. Oh, I'm not the only one? Okay, cool, cool. I thought I was the only one, but I could tell I wasn't. Hey, let's make some space in the luggage. Let's make some space for the flight, the destination that God has for us. You know, personally, I've found that that there's usually two categories that that falls under. That's um, the forgiveness of myself and the forgiveness of other people. I mean, how many of us would say, I mean, I, I think... You know, if you say, well, I wasn't that bad. You know, there's not that much God needs to forgive of me. I'm pretty good. But others, yeah, there's a lot God needs to forgive of others. But that's not how God sees it. He goes, I want to forgive you first so that I can forgive others on your heart. I'm so thankful for that because, you know, um, you know we think, oh, man, I don't want to be, like, surrounded by sin. How do I protect myself against sin in the things of sin? And you know, like when we're watching like uh, a, bad, a bad scene in a movie, our moms would cover our eyes. Just cover them real quick. Just so you wouldn't see the sin. But you know what God does? He covers our heart. Hey, cover your heart. Cover your heart. Because he says, guard your heart above all things. Why do you think he says that? He says, out of it springs the issues of life. It's not necessarily the things that we see or the things that we say. It's how we hold on to those things. And we hold on to them in our heart. We hold on to them in our heart. I found that, you know, the the scripture that says, hey, um," you know, you're calling out judgment on your brother. You know, hey, take that splinter out. You're being so judgmental, you're being so critical. Man, why are you being so abusive? Like, take out that splinter, and God's like, hey, you got a four by four right in your eye, Jesse. <laughs> you need to take that off. Take it off. But I found there's freedom in that. Because you know how the Bible says is that, hey, as we think about ourselves, in our heart, that's how we think about ourselves. As we think in our heart, so are we. So if you're thinking, hey, I'm a failure, man, I'm not going to amount to anything. I got a really bad sunburn. I got in trouble by the boss. I shouldn't have said that. I don't really have anything going for me. You know, I'm a, I'm a failure. I kinda grew up with a learning disability. You know, that relationship didn't go too well. You know, we ended up divorcing. Or, you know, I had all this, 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 uh, this opportunity but I squandered it and spent it and uh, didn't use wisdom. We can really beat ourselves up pretty well. It's like, what? Are you you an attorney? You're trying to, like, beat yourself up for the other side. But there's nothing more powerful than asking for forgiveness. Lord, I need forgiveness. Would you forgive me of my trespasses? Would you forgive me of my trespasses? This is amazing. He doesn't even have to cut us open to remove the, the things on our heart, does he? Who's thankful for that this morning? Come on. Amen. The old things are pretty amazing. I grew up with dyslexic or dys- dyslexia, and uh, I went through a lot of tests growing up. They're always trying to test you. I'm like, you already told me I had it. Why do you have to keep giving me a test? Come on. Maybe you have it. They didn't want to hear that. But that was actually kind of like a stigma that I grew up with. I can't read, never going to be good at school, not going to be able to hold down a job. They even said like, oh, they told my mom, they said, I- I'm really concerned that he'd be, he won't be able to live on his own as an adult. I'm like, man, what are you, a fortune teller? That was, how do you see that? I'm like six. <laughs> Give a man a chance. <laughs> But I remember that. It's funny that I would remember that, isn't it? I would remember that as something that I did something wrong. I had to forgive myself, and I had to lean into what God said about me. God, what do you say about me? You make me. You formed in fashion this beautiful son of yours. <laughs> Brilliant in all of his ways. Come on, Lord. You're for me. Come on. You come to give life and life more abundantly. Come on. Come on, smart and good looking. Come on. (laughs) So good. But once you free up all the old stuff, you got to put something new in, don't we? We got to build with righteousness. Now that we got free space because we got rid of all the shampoo and conditioner. What are we putting back in our lives? What are the things that we're surrounding ourselves with? Right? Because that can make a difference on our future, huh? Who are the people that we're going to be doing life with? How are we going to celebrate? I found that um, the things that God's wanting to take us to really involve the people that are around us. I love that I was saved when we were um, at that church in Guam above the karaoke bar. I'm not very good at karaoke, so salvation was the only thing I got. But, uh, But discipleship is so powerful, huh? That to be, to be anchored in the house of God, to be like, you know what, God, if there's going to be righteousness, I'm going to get it here. So we need to build our lives around the house of God. The things that are here, we come here on Sunday, that we come to worship, hear a, a message for everybody else. You guys didn't get that one. No, it's a message for us, too. We get to worship worship God. Ladies, you get to come to cherish Nights. Come on, bonjour, bonjour. It's the only French I know. Baguette, is that a French word? It's dangerous giving me a microphone. But people, are, you know, I think it is amazing what we can focus on, we can be transformed in. So if you focus on the negative, you focus on these things that you're kind of going after, it's like, wow, it's amazing where, where the fruit and the things that our lives kind of really kind of develop. Verse, like, you know what? I'm going to focus my heart in the house of God. I'm going to build those things in my life. So relationships, yep. I'm going to a connect group. I'm getting on a DNA team. I'm coming to prayer. I'm getting around Pastor Samuel. I'm feeling good about myself. I'm tithing. I'm, I'm reading the Bible. Who's thankful for the Bible in a year? Come on. Is that helping anybody? Or are you guys just dominating the Bible by yourself? One of us. Come on. <laughs> but we got to build righteousness in our, in our lives. And if you think that, oh, well, you know what? It's not, I'm not doing too bad. I'm not doing too, too bad. I don't know how much I need to really kind of lean in and uh, attend everything, but you know when I uh, we have two little ones. We have uh, well, Coco who's like 14. She's almost taller than Cat, which is amazing. And then our little Evan who's seven. And I look at him like, oh man, I need more righteousness so they can that they can live in righteousness. It's good for me, but I need to make sure there's an there's an atmosphere in our home that they're that they're thinking about the, the ways of God that they're they're developing so before you know it they're going to be going to college building their own lives and i want them to remember the things that they learned in our home in yeah. at church to guide their future yeah. i mean what a mistake would it be to be oh man they learned a lesson that i learned a long time ago they had to go through it themselves opposed to learning from wisdom it's so good so building righteousness, righteousness in our lives. Amen? Amen? Come on. You know, the other thing that we have to do is um, live a life of service. Yeah. Yeah. I know everyone got nervous. Like, are you signing me up for like a volunteer team? Am I going to go to a kid's church with Pastor Andre? <laughs> Come on, who's thankful for kid's church? Come on, the LaBelle's doing an amazing job. Kyle gets to wear his favorite outfits to church. It's so good. This is what it says in Matthew. Yet it shall not be so among you, but whoever desires to become great, let him be a servant. We all love 24 hour fitness because it's not supposed to close. But if you ever go and the doors are locked, you're like, wait a minute, what? Your name? You're supposed to be open. But a business that's always open, we always love it because we're there to serve us. We're there to, to receive. How powerful would it be if, if our lives are built from a place of service? That God, empower me to serve you and to be a, a service to other people. Now, that might be true in, it may be easy, actually, in here, right? Hey, who wants to get prayer? Come to the front. I'll pray for you. But then maybe you're at a restaurant and someone needs prayer because you can tell there's something not right. You can tell maybe they just got some negative news and they need some comfort. Maybe we're the ones that go over, hey, I just noticed you weren't feeling great. Can I pray for you? Could we impart some service to those around us? It's so good. You know, the other thing that I really love, who loves gifts here? few of us, a few of us. Come on, I love gifts. I love gifts. You know, what I realize is that gifts are actually from God are for us, but then they're for others. I think Pastor Leanne said that recently, that the gifts that God has for us, they're, they're unique. That we make up the body of Christ, and each of us get a gift. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome if you're not great at worship and be like, at least I have a gift. Maybe my daughter's like, Dad, you're singing too loud. <laughs> Like, what do you mean? <laughs> What's wrong with it? <laughs> Nothing. I'm glad they're not giving you a microphone. <laughs> like, okay, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. But God hasn't. He's giving me a gift. A gift of encouragement. A gift of faith. That I can encourage other people. That I can believe with people. But I wonder what gift God's given you. He's giving you guys a gift. individual to compliment, to add to. Isn't that amazing? The worst gift, though, is a gift never open. Nothing wrong with the gift, but if it's never open, then whoever gets to experience it. But if we never stay, go into that position of, I'm going to be living a life of service to others, you can never open that gift for somebody else. It can always be packaged up. I encourage you to open that gift today. And it being the day of Pentecost where the Holy Spirit came, imparted his presence. Jesus said, hey, don't go yet, but you're going to go. I'm going to send someone, the helper. It's going to fill you with fire and power. So when you go, it's not going to be in your strength. You ever try to do something in your strength and you're like, oh, that wasn't very good. Like you're going to tell a joke to a room full of people. And as Dr. Matt says, that landed like a lead balloon. Yeah. That's kind of like doing something without power. <laughs> but the Holy Spirit comes to give you power. I know coming to, to Awaken Church, um, Kat and I, we never met the Holy Spirit. We were never baptized by the Holy Spirit. And then we got that opportunity to, and I was so thankful because now I'm bilingual. Yeah. Now I speak in tongues. Some of you guys got that, I know. Lead balloon moment. Lead balloon moment. But but when I pray in tongues, I'm like, wow, I feel so close to the Holy Spirit. Wow, I'm so thankful that his presence was here, that he filled me up. That now I can that not that I just not rely on my own words, that my spirit can be connected with the Holy Spirit. But then also prophecy. They get to prophesy. They get to Declare things over people's lives. And I really love that verse where Paul teaches. He says, hey, speaking in tongues, you know what? It sounds odd, but it's actually for the unbeliever. He doesn't really say it that way. I'm kind of paraphrasing. But the unbeliever hears that. It's like, what language is that? It's like, oh, it's tongues. Are you a Christian? Oh, wow. Tell me more. Where the prophetic is like, I'm a Christian, And you're prophesying over somebody, telling them something that edifies them and something that God has for them, bringing breakthrough and promise to them. And there's like almost nothing better than a word for you, huh? You know, and I love it here. We're we're such an encouraging environment because as as soon as somebody gets a word, a whole bunch of cameras come out and start filming that, and then you get get them sent to you. You get them sent to you. So... Erica, I actually have a word for you. Could you stand up for me? Come on, Erica. Yes. Come on. You know, I can see, Erica, that God is so thankful for you. He's so proud of you. And it almost feels like there's a season where a little bit of, of dryness happening in your lives. And I can see God just bringing fresh rain and his presence over your situation. There's a new season, that, uh, and God hasn't forgotten about you. Even so, there was seeds that you sowed in previous seasons that are going to come into harvest, and um, and he he hasn't forgotten about you. He is always faithful, and he is always with you. This next year, I know that Pastor Leanne and the, even the team were saying that 2023 is going to be like 2023. I feel God even saying that reminder. It's 2023. Her her father has got her. Your father, your heavenly father, has you. Lord, I declare your goodness, your blessing. Thank you for blessing your daughter and son. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on. Where else are you going to see that? You're going to go to a great restaurant and open a fortune cookie. And you'll be like, oh, it's almost like a prophetic word. But the house of God, that you can be encouraged, be set free. This is going to be a great day. Would you stand with me? If that was a word for you, would you put your hand up? Would you let me know? Just so I know. God's got great plans for you. So good. Come on, let's pray. Lord, I thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your word to encourage us. I thank you of letting it go, building your righteousness in our lives and standing up and living a life of service. I thank you for the great multitude, the great opportunities that you have for us. Thank you for the plans. I think you're gonna enlarge our lives today in Jesus' name. Those things that the enemy are bringing at our footsteps and our foothold, we, we bind and break in Jesus' name. We lean to your promises in your word that you are for us, who are what can be against us. I thank you for this season. I thank you for strengthening your sons and daughters. I thank you for an increase of salvations that are happening in your your home. That people are coming mightily and vastly to the house of God for transformation, for worshiping, for connection. Lord, we declare your goodness, your blessing today in Jesus' mighty name. And the people said... Amen. Amen. So good. Come on. I'm excited for this next season for us. If I can leave you with anything, believe God for big things. Because when we're in heaven, there's nothing to believe. We're already in eternity. But here on earth, we can actually make a big difference for our neighbors, for our colleagues, for our friends, even for our lives. Because the Bible says, with God, all things are possible. Do you know that you're called to be a blessing so that you can bless others? Do you know that the greatest things are set before you? Your heavenly Father has great plans for you. And I'm believing that today, in Jesus' name, amen.
0: Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen.